Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I am Matt Rashavi. It is a pleasure to be with you guys for another week. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the show. People are calling uh, my idea of having fun is not listening to the show. So yeah, thank you for that. Uh, thanks for checking out the program again. Um, always great to have you with. We are recording again here live from Minneapolis, Minnesota this week. Um, not California, but um, yeah, it's good. Definitely feels as hot, if not hotter. The thing about Minnesota, obviously, um, hate to go off on a weather tirade, but if you do come here, the best time is maybe October. <laughs> One month out of the year is great um, because uh, you know the weather's perfect. Otherwise, right now in the summer, we're, I, I'm just faced with humidity that you've never, that you just can't believe. Um, but uh, I digress. It's really not all that bad. But yeah, so here for a week, um, hanging out. This is the 4th of July episode, so welcome to it. Um, hope you guys have, will be having a great 4th of July. Um, this is coming out on a Friday, so in a couple days. Good old Sunday. So that can, but you're gonna, there's going to be a ton of people taking Monday off, I'm sure. That's usually how it happens. Um, also, what usually happens is, Fourth of July happens, and then the next couple days, you hear about these residual stories of people um, getting super hurt over the holidays. Um, it never fails. Like, uh, no, no, no. I thought holding a firecracker with a closed fist is a good idea. Um, prove me wrong. Uh, and people do prove you wrong all the time because just blowing off fingers and digits and stuff like that, it's just always just. And the stories, you think you've heard it all, and then sure enough, we I guarantee we'll all hear a story of something that was like, huh, I did not think that was even possible or see that coming. Like, oh, someone thought it was a good idea to chew one of them while lighting it. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, I, I make the joke, but I'm sure there's been a couple people that have done something similar to that. Uh, but anyways, you know, not a ton to really talk about as far as the last couple of weeks. Usually I take this checking in segment, this first segment, as a way to kind of talk about interesting or weird things that have happened to me. Um, I've been working a bunch, so that's been good. Um, oh, I can say this. I'm going to say something to you all. You're all listening to this, and I'm going to give you two choices. Pick your favorite of the two. Say it out loud. Wherever you are, you're listening to this, you're in the gym, you got your um, earbuds on, um, you're at the grocery store, you got your Bluetooth, you're rocking your Bluetooth, just scream. I'm going to give you two options. You scream the answer. <laughs> Maybe, or don't scream, but just say the first thing that you think of. Oreo or Nutter Butter? If you said Oreo, just click off this podcast right now. No, not really. But my choice is Nutter Butter. Um, that's what I prefer. But this was the big debate at work. All my coworkers, I went around asking each one. Um, really ample use of my time. Um, but uh, but this is this is these are the debates that need to be answered and reconciled. Um, but send me your answers. Um, text me. Send me email. Knockitwithmat at gmail dot com, and uh, hopefully we'll get to the bottom of this pressing debate. It comes for us, we're done for when that call it comes for us, we're through when that call. 
All right, so from there, let's move on to uh, thanks for putting up with my little um, little digression, as I've been saying. Um, but uh, let's see, let's move into some movies. So I am a huge fan of uh, movies. <laughs> Who's not? Have you met anyone that's just like, nah, not for me. <laughs> Um, I'm sure there are some, but, uh, but so movie theaters being open is great for me. I'm loving that. Um, so I was back here from Minnesota for a week. So I got some time to go check out a couple flicks. So I saw, uh, the Hitman's bodyguard's wife with Ryan Reynolds and Selma Hayek and Samuel L. Jackson. And I love the first one. So I was already kind of predestined to like the second one. I feel like it's not as good. I will say that, but it's still great. All those players are just so perfect. And Antonio Banderas is in it, or my dad would actually call him Tony Bananas. And I think he really thought that was his name for a while. Um, But uh, so good seeing him again. Um, And then Morgan Freeman, of course. Can't go wrong with Morgan Freeman uh, cameo. Um, But yeah, highly recommend that. Check that out. Um, I'll give that... Since it's Ryan Reynolds, I'll give that three out of five Deadpools um, because it's it's really good. Um, what else did I see? I saw Sparks, the documentary, music documentary about Russell and Ron Mail, um, otherwise known as Sparks. Very interesting documentary. These guys have put out like 25 albums, something like that, studio albums. And they started off as the 70s kind of rock band, emulating very much like, you know, Led Zeppelin, that kind of vein. And then um, they moved, and in, in 1979, they had an album that kind of predated a lot of synth 80s rock, and they were kind of at the forefront of that, and they became this big 80s synth band, um, and, the, and that period of their discography I love the most, but um, highly recommend if you haven't gotten into them, check that out, and it's Edgar Wright who directed Shaun of the Dead and did all those great movies, um, Hot Fuzz. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a good watch. It's two and a half hour documentary, but what I also like about it is it's just a fun watch the entire way through. You know that, a, a, as a band, they've probably had these like knockdown drag out fights, but they don't dwell on any of that. And it's really just kind of, you know, they, they highlight obviously some of their challenges. You're going to have that throughout an entire lifetime, but they really don't dwell on it as much as some, kind of sensational documentaries do. And so that's, to me, that's a welcome, welcome change. So I like that. Um, you know, a lot of people might be like, why no horror movies this week? Well, we got, got, uh, got a couple for you. One's a for sure horror movie. This is Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. Um, I remember seeing this a long time ago, but I rewatched this one and it's pretty good. I know at the time it got, I guess they took out a lot of the gore. Um, and this is going to lead me into a later segment um, on the show. Um, actually, maybe we'll do that one next too. But uh, tease. Um, but they, you know, it's not super gory, but it is still really intense. Um, and and I think it's just a beautifully shot movie too. Um, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite horror films, but it's definitely if it's on TV, I'm going to sit down and watch it. Uh, Fatal is an American thriller, 2020. Uh, directed by Dion Taylor, uh, written by David Lowry, 
and has Hilary Swank and Michael Ely, um, and is great. Uh, it's kind of this, basically, Michael Ely is this guy who cheats on his wife, and it turns out that the person he cheated on his wife with is this vindictive police detective that's going to make him pay for the sin of adultery big time. And so it's kind of like fatal attraction, basic instinct type thing. And it is just, you know, hardcore, crazy, uh, gets ridiculous and over the top too, but you know, kind of expect that. Uh, but I liked it. And that's one of those ones too, that is totally, totally watchable. Um, I know that's not the best review, but it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's not bad. And Hillary Swank in a totally different role for her. So, yeah, there you go. Those are some movies to check out. So next, uh, we're going to move on to a user-submitted segment. What is that, you might ask? I said no one. Um, Well, it is – I kind of like this. I've had a couple people reach out to me and say, hey, you should talk about this in your show. This might be a good idea. And I like that. So this is going to be a user-submitted segment. So if you have any ideas of stuff that you would prefer us to talk about or want us to talk about, feel free and drop me an email at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com, and we will do that. And so this week, and it makes sense that this happens right after we're talking about movies and talking about some horror movies, and I talked about the lack of gore in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Well, a user from AC Slamet um, said uh, and suggested maybe go over the top 10 goriest movie death scenes. Uh, what a great idea. So there is a couple articles online that some people have called together what their favorites are. So I'm going to go over one list that I found and see if I agree with that or not. Um, so number 10 is Zombie from 1979. And this is the eye versus the wooden stake. And it was very cringy scene. Um, and you just see this slow, agonizing um wooden stake to the eye, which is brutal. Um, that is, um, a Fulci movie. If you haven't seen zombie, excuse me, zombie from 1979, highly recommend. It's great. An actor playing a zombie literally bites a shark. So that's great right there. Uh, number nine, they have house of a thousand corpses, the brain surgery scene on Chris Hardwick. I can agree. That's pretty gory. Um, and I like that movie a lot actually. And I'm, uh, I will fight for that movie. Uh, the Thing, classic, 1982. Um, and this is the resuscitation amputation. So right as they're about to resuscitate somebody, they got those paddles and they're rubbing them together. And then the guy's chest just breaks open. It's giant jaws that rip apart and rip off these guys' hands. Um, crazy, great scene. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is at number seven with uh, a skinless LG. Um... So they talk about about this. Um, so basically, 
this woman, or it says, when Stretch feels like she's lost all hope, her friend and coworker LG shows up to save her. Too bad he had been beaten and skinned before he woke up to his last ounce of strength to help her out a little. Yeah, that is a brutal scene. That whole movie is actually brutal and holds up and I think is is more intense than the first one. It's also like got weird dark humor too and Dennis Hopper is in it and his performance is so over the top, but I highly recommend that too. Um City of the Living Dead, Fulci. And this is Gates of Hell and Guts Puking. We talk about that. That is super gory that whole movie is Fulci there you go if you just want already he's got two movies on there if you want to see just a bunch of gore if you're into that and you know some people think that's sick and twisted but if you look at it in a way of it is an art form there's people that spent time developing these gags and and different ways of um you know showing these effects like it is a true art form uh we got number five ghost ship um, I saw that a long time ago. There's a cable snapping scene, um, and I do I do have a vague recollection of that. Uh, this one I agree with. Number four, Hellraiser, the original. Frank getting hooked. That scene frightened me and scared me. Shook me to my core when I was a kid. Along with number three, Nightmare on Elm Street, Johnny Depp, one of his first movies. He gets sucked into a waterbed, and it just spurts out all this blood. That too. There's a few movies that have these lasting effects on me when I saw them when I was a kid. Um, Day of the Dead. This is the uh, disemboweling scene, which is actually, um, I think it's the, is it Greg Nicotero that they're actually doing that to? I think. Greg Nicotero, big special effects guy, does, um, what is it, uh, The Walking Dead. But yeah, the Day Day of the Dead disemboweling scene, I agree with, should be at number two. So number one, they're saying, is Dead Alive. And it's the brain-dead lawnmower scene. And uh, I think I can can agree with that. That is, um, that's definitely very twisted and uh, intense Peter Jackson movie. Highly check that out. Um, Or I I highly agree that you should check that out. Um, So there you go. I agree pretty much with this full list. As far as for me, is there one that's that tops them all? I mean, if you go over the over the top, Evil Evil Dead, even Creepers from Dario Argento, some of that stuff is very, you know, just crazy. Where it's like that's the thing is when it's super over the top, it's cartoonish, and you enjoy it, you know, for a different reason. It's not that you're like scared or rock to the core, but yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think if I have one that's not on this list, then I'll get back to you, but. I can say that if you haven't seen these 10, you should check on to some advice advice for the week um if you have any advice questions that you want uh or feel like i could handle um one you're wrong but two i'll give it a shot and so send them again i think every segment i'm just saying hey um reach out to me make contact on uh not good with matt at gmail.com but again you can you can send out any questions you have 
Um, so this right now, I've just uh, culled some um, from around the uh, um, around the the darkest corners of the internet. And uh, actually, really not that dark. These ones are kind of kind of tame questions. Like one was, should I have my friend be my real estate agent? So apparently, their friend is just becoming a licensed real estate agent and wants to know if they should do that. Here's the thing. I like being that idea of that you're being supportive to a friend um, that's starting a business and all that. But it is it can be dicey, and so know that going into it. And but maybe it could be a good learning experience and feel. I always feel like you can let them know of ways that they can improve and um, and and never feel like, oh, I can't say anything because they're my friend. You know what I mean? Because that, I feel like, is where you can kind of get yourself into some tight, tight situations. Um, one is a woman was asking, um, she said that she had been renting out one of her rooms in her house to her daughter and her then husband, but now... Her daughter and the husband have split up, but the husband still wants to stay there. And the daughter's got an issue with this, as you can imagine. It sounds like a sitcom. Um, but wants to know, you know, should she still do that? You know, should she still rent out the room to the estranged husband? Or is that wrong? Because clearly the daughter has an issue with it. I think it's fine. I mean, the, the way it's kind of worded in this, too, is she's saying that she really needs the money. And he is a constant source of that and that he always pays on time so i feel like there's no you know it's one of those things where people separate and kind of fall out of love that happens but um unless he's doing something you know crazy to her and being vindictive then i think i think he he should be allowed to stay until he can get on you know be able to stand on his own two feet somewhere else so there you go with that um let's see oh this one Someone wrote in that uh, she's finding out that friends and coworkers are going out without her. She wants to know if she should, uh, you know, um, call attention to this, let them know that she knows this is happening, or if she should just let it go. Um, listen, I think you just let it go. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, it's one of those things where it's like, um, I don't know. Do you really want to go if they if they clearly don't want you there? Do you want to go and force them to? Have you hang out with them so you can just hang out awkwardly <laughs> and just be like a fifth wheel? <laughs> Listen, I feel like I am that person that that happens to. Like, uh, hey, let's all go out for drinks. Uh, don't tell Matt. Um, and and that's okay. You know what I mean? It's it's better to just not be even involved in that. Then if you don't, if someone doesn't want to be enjoy your company, you shouldn't force yourself on them. You know what I mean? Um, so there you go with that. Um, also, real quick, was one someone was wondering, you know. If they break up with someone, do they tell and then that ex starts dating somebody else? Do they owe it to that person, the new person they're dating, to let them know how bad they thought the ex was? And I kind of feel like it's it's everyone's fantasy, I think, to do that and be like, hey, when I dated them, they were awful or this or that. But it's like, unless they did something really bad, like in this case, it sounds like the guy dated her and then had tricked her into giving him a bunch of money for some business that he didn't really start up and then he just pocketed the money in that case. Yeah, I think you should, because there's a lot of people that just take advantage of people like that, um, in money business situations. But if it's just like, you know, you broke up, then, you know, that just happens. You gotta learn to live with that. 
All right, there you go. That was the advice for the week. TV reviews for the week. This is the stuff that uh, I'm watching that I I like and uh, you should check out. Listen, it's 4th of July weekend. Why not, right? Got some time to hang out, watch some television. Um, Let's see, Mr. Inbetween. This is the Australian hitman show. I've been talking about this the last little bit, and I love it. It's one of those shows that I, I make sure I check every week. And, you know, just be warned, not a ton happens. When it does, it's super intense and crazy. And the lead is, I think his name's Scott Ryan. Is that right? Let's see. Let me check this out. Mr. In Between. Great actor. Um, and has this look that's just kind of like very menacing, um, but also sweet too. Um, and it's great. It's about a hitman trying to also, you know, juggle being a hitman which has to be stressful um with raising a girl a young a young gal on his own so it's uh it's very very interesting let's see what is the what is his name um but really good and super dark humor and this week's episode yeah scott ryan is his name really good actor this week he does he goes to a um high school reunion and no one recognizes him uh, or remembers him, but uh, he runs into an old principal who used to be a teacher that uh, picked on him, and uh, and the results are pretty great. Um, so check that out. I'll Be Gone in the Dark released a new episode too, kind of fully giving you the ending once they caught the uh, the the serial killer, um, and just yeah, as as disturbing as anything. Um, but if you're big into true crime, it's good to check out, but be warned. It's like that one is one that I saw that and the, uh, um, what's the other one that I just watched, but it was super disturbing or the night stalker as well. Those ones, those ones sat with me for a long time. Um, very crazy. Uh, but let's see. Dave is back. So good. Um, in so this is about, uh, Dave bird, who is a comedian, um, and uh, goes by his rap name, Lil Dicky, and uh, um, super funny, insane, weird, edgy humor. Um, but it's back. It's uh, we're like three or four episodes in of the season, and it is some of the hardest and loudest that I've laughed. Um, so if you want a good laugh, check that out. Both that and Mister In Between are FX shows, so good to check out. Um, let's see. Then Hacks, Hacks just finished. So good. Hex is um, HBO Max, and let's see, it has got Gene Smart, who's, you know, you've heard me talk about her on a podcast um, recently. She's so great, and Hannah Einbinder is awesome, super hilarious, and it's about, um, you know, Hannah Einbinder plays Ava, a young comedian who is uh, working with Gene Smart, and who is... Um, 
this comedian that's lived a full life and she's kind of essentially phoning it in doing a Vegas show. And so Ava's kind of trying to reinvent that with her a little bit and they're kind of forming a bond um, in a situation where they both didn't really want to be together. Um, but really good. Such a solid first season, 10 episodes that are just, they whip by so fast. Um, Paul Downs, uh, who plays Jimmy, is hilarious too. There's so many good um, actors and actresses in it. Highly, highly recommend it. Um, there you go. That's a bunch to watch on this 4th of July weekend. Finally, let's move on to some random news for the week. This is just random news stories that uh, that I've enjoyed reading about. <laughs> uh, one is um, so this is this one actually. I remember when I was a kid, I might have thought this was a little more weird, but um, you know, as you get more years in life, you kind of understand. Like, especially if you you're with somebody that snores. Um, big time like that just is brutal. But this is, they said that one in four couples sleep in separate rooms. And to me, that doesn't sound like such a crazy stat. Like sometimes it's just the best way to get sleep. Um, I know I can, it comes back like there's times when I'm a very light sensitive sleeper and if someone sneezes or coughs or whatever, I'm just wide awake. And sometimes the light, like if the blinds aren't dark enough, like the light will wake me up and just ruins my sleep. But, uh, but yeah, so this, it makes sense. Um, and it's not like, you know, I think when I was a kid, I was like, oh, they are staying in separate rooms. Do they not enjoy each other's company? And it's like, no, they do, but they like each other enough to know like, okay, this is something I do that keeps you awake or vice versa. We're going to rectify that so we can still lo- like and love each other. <laughs> <laughs> and get along with each other. So yeah, so I was not surprised by that stat. But the stat that I was surprised about is that there was this house that went on the market as a joke. Um, and it was basically, so it was back in early May, and Mimi Foster, who's a real estate agent, posted a video to her YouTube page that showed this horribly desecrated house in the Colorado Springs area that had um, just is, it's got all of this graffiti, um, and the property, which you can look it up yourself. It's 4525 Churchill court. It's got a five bedroom, four bathroom, 3,598 square feet, little slice of hell. That's how they described it in the original listing. Um, and then in the, you can actually see this tour clip online uh, it's about seven minutes long, and they go through the wood-rotted exteriors, the spray-painted obscenities on nearly every open surface and appliance, the poop, both human and animal, everywhere, uh, plastic bins full of aforementioned poop, uh, carpets saturated with urine and probably some poop, uh, sledgehammer holes in the wall, in the walls, a freezer full of rotten meat, huh. two dead cats in the bathroom, 
and an empty bottle of pure leaf tea on a countertop. So there you go. That's the most disturbing thing. Um, and so they put that on there as a joke, but then what happened after that was crazy because over a three-day period, they had 500 text messages, 300 emails, 22 actual offers, and about 50 text offers, um, and it sold well above its asking price of 590000 So that's crazy. Somebody paid that much because it was something that went... Uh, yeah, someone paid 600000 because it went viral. <laughs> People are dumb. Um, and this person you know, could be looked at as dumb as well, or the smartest person on the planet, because this was in 2008, and I missed this at the time. I think I did it, because I have no recollection of it, but apparently this guy, at the time, you could only get Baja Blast at Taco Bell. Now you can get it in cans and bottles, and the world is right because of that. But um, back then, 2008, you couldn't, so you had to get crafty, and this guy had this whole... Um, thing you can find it online about the Baja Blast um, heist, and he basically had this big tube that ran down underneath a cup through his sleeve in his jacket, and then back through through the back of his shirt into a duffel bag that had a full container, and he would just funnel Baja Blast into there and fill it up, and then he'd have it. Um, and so, pretty well done. And I wish I had thought of it. Well, there you go. That's the podcast for the week. Thanks for checking it out. Uh, if you have any um, comments or concerns or any ideas for future podcasts, um, hit me up at uh, notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, until then, uh, we'll see you again. Thanks. Special thanks again to Nalo for the music throughout the episode and uh, the unis as well as the uh, beginning intro and outro music. Um, yeah, have a great 4th of July. Be safe and we'll see you next week. I love you. <laughs>